0: This podcast is made by Sensensa.com, the leading relationship institute for relationship skills and courses based on science made practical. To get the one-hour free webinar that will give you the key skills to get a safe, intimate and passionate relationship, just go to Sensensor.com and sign up. The link is in the description below. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and leave a review. It really helps me keep the positive energy going to make more podcasts. So this is Thomas from Sensense.com with another podcast for you today and I'm here with my friend and co-host Adam Wilder from Togetherness.com and we're going to speak about a really interesting topic today that we got sent in from some of our listeners which is about jealousy. So I think that's where we're going to roll down the road today and see what we can explore and unlock on this topic. So Adam, do you want to take it from here and get us started?
1: Yes, Tom, let's dive into this big topic of jealousy, which I don't know if there's anyone who's never been affected by this. I've certainly been affected by it in my love life, in my personal life, in my work life. Let's just get in here with the first question sent in, which is, why am I so jealous of my partner?
0: Yeah, that's that's such a good question. Why are we jealous of our partner? I wanna just start with one thing I actually wanted to say around the whole topic of jealousy, which is that I feel there's a lot of shame around it. In and with that I mean that we have created this shame where people feel jealous And feel that it's a bad thing to be jealous. So we shouldn't be jealous because it means we are not confident. So people want to hide it. Rather than again remember, and I spoke about this in another podcast, that emotions are really just signals to tell us something is going on. They're a way to guide us to have to take action in some way. So there's no good or bad emotions. And the fact that we label them often make us try to suppress them rather than look at them and then deal with them in a constructive and healthy way. And I just notice a lot that people will say, oh, I'm not, you know, I'm not really comfortable with you meeting this person, but I'm not jealous. So they don't really well acknowledge that there is a sense of jealousy. And I think, I think I just want to celebrate as well the beauty of jealousy because you know what? It's part of the human experience. And like all other emotions, it's a beautiful emotion too that's completely natural and we all feel it. We really all feel it just in different amounts and different levels and at different times. Um, But there's nothing wrong. It doesn't mean you're not confident or that you're insecure, that you're not worthy just because you feel jealousy. It just means that you're human. So I just wanted to quickly throw that out there.
1: That's a really good point, Tom. And I think the thing with jealousy and with all these other emotions as well is that when we hide them, when we don't communicate them, then they can build up. And certainly jealousy is one of those things that if you don't look at what's underneath it and you let it build up and build up and build up, it can totally undermine your relationship.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: a good, like, all emotions to really get into it and really see what what is this signal I'm being sent right now.
0: Yeah, and it can even be connecting, right? That's what I found the beauty about these emotions we often hide away from, that it can be hugely connecting to sit with your partner and be vulnerable and talk about this. And, you know, I've just had that with my partner very, very recently, where she said to me that one of her single friends wanted her to go to Denmark, my country of a region, and... You know, basically go there to look at men because she thinks Danish men are good looking, and she wanted my partner to come with her. And partner, we think, yeah, that's fine. They go out, and you know, they're going to go out and chat to guys. But I also felt a little unease, also because of other things that happened recently that that created a bit of small instability. And you know, I could have hidden away from that and just said, "Oh, that's fine," and started shutting down, which is what most people do. And that would that's have, what we're taught to do as yeah, men, isn't it? As well, that's right? it exactly. And that would, oh, fine, and then I could feel. Go. And then I could show up as confident and be fake rather than be vulnerable. And that would have created distance because part of me would have shut down because I felt unease and, and uncertain and a little bit jealous. And that would have created distance between me and her. And she would obviously have felt it after she went away where maybe I would have contacted her less or kept a bit. So that would have created distance in our relationship. But instead... I could be vulnerable and say to her, actually, I feel a bit uneasy in my body. I can feel a bit of tension in my stomach. And then we had an open and vulnerable chat about that. And she listened to my point. I said, you know, I don't want to limit you because, of course, I want you to live your life. But I'm just feeling this sensation. And we could be together on that. And she supported me. And instead, it brought us, I think, in a place of more connection rather than distance. So that's the beauty of being able to just acknowledge this without having to judge ourselves or others. Um, but I think I'm going totally off track. I can't even remember what the initial question was you asked.
1: Well, we're talking about, you know, why am I jealous of my partner? And, you know, is jealousy a sign of love or insecurity? Oh, and yeah. I think it's, it's, this is really interesting because I think it's, it's a bit of both, right? Because we're afraid of losing jealousy is, we're afraid of losing that relationship, that connection, that special thing. We, we think that someone else might be stealing our partner away from us or might be, um, you know, dominating us, preventing us from having something which we really need. So this is, a, this is a natural, like we're saying, it's a natural feeling. And well, what can we do about it, Tom?
0: Yeah, so I, I think there's some really good questions. Why are we jealous? Because I think you addressed on one part of, of this equation, which is that, yeah, when we invest in something, obviously we have invested a lot of time and energy, so we don't want to lose it. And that can create the fear of of losing that. And I think... The while that's more a, a fear of loss, I think the jealousy in self is often from feeling that we have need because again we are social animals. We simply are. It's scientific fact. So we always compare ourselves to other people. Um unfortunately this behavior can be quite Self destructive in many ways. And I think jealousy comes from that. It comes from social comparison. It comes from me looking at you and me feeling that a need is unmet. That could be that I want a girlfriend and I don't, and you do. And then I feel jealousy because I see you have something that I don't and that I desire. So it's basically when you feel jealousy, it kind of tells you to some extent that. It could either tell you that other people have something that you really want, or it could tell you that you fear losing something that you truly value. Um, so that's what it communicates. So you can also say the good thing about feeling jealous, um, if you see your partner speaking to you know another person, uh, etc., could be that it actually tells your system and your body and your mind that actually you value your partner. Um, so that 's why, in some ways it 's good that there 's a small sense of jealousy. It means that you 're invested, it means that you actually care because we only care about losing things that has value to us um, and why do we feel jealousy? so I said partly is because we are social animals, and because of course, we fear losing what we have invested a lot in and I think that's yeah that's the first reason and then I also think it comes a bit down to cuz of course there's varying degrees so some people feel really jealous some people not so much it very much also come down to different attachment styles that we have um so people that often are, are more avoidant. It doesn't mean they know, don't don't feel jealousy, but they'll probably express it less because their tendency to be, seem to be more avoidant and sharing less emotion and intimacy, etc., but retrieve into themselves. While I think people that are anxiously attached and worry that they will be left and often fight to cling on to keep that, it's more prominent. And it doesn't mean both sides can't feel the same emotion, but the anxiously attached will probably show it much more. Um, because they will fight to keep that connection. So they will maybe go into controlling behavior, et cetera, et cetera. Um and I think yeah, maybe that's Yeah, go ahead So that's
1: that's a bit of a relationship killer, the controlling behaviour. That's that's uh if your partner's feeling really limited, they feel like you don't they don't you don't want them to go out to see other people, to do things, you need to stay with them all the time. Your partner's not gonna feel free. You're you won't be able to express yourself you won't be open and that's why it's really good to look underneath like why am i feeling jealous? what's really going on what are the emotions underneath this because the jealousy is more of a secondary reaction a secondary emotion but underneath that it's this like we say it's this fear of l- loss or it's this um feeling of attachment and 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 love
0: yeah thank you for for bringing that out a better man, i think yeah you know because a lot of people are anxiously attached and it's obviously not something that they have chosen. It's partly strategies they learned growing up based on experiences they had. And I think, because you're right, it does strangle a relationship if one party feel very, very anxious and I think this is where having that open, vulnerable communication is key because if it doesn't happen, the relationship will spiral out of control. So one person will obviously feel controlled, and I've seen this happen so many times, and they will resist by, by drawing even more, which will make the anxious person feel even more anxious because they now feel right. they're losing them. So it becomes a vicious cycle that enhances each other where it makes the anxious person more anxious and the other one more avoidant. Um, this so con- let's
1: look at a, s- a strategy of how to deal with this because I think this is something that comes up a lot. It's certainly come up in my relationship. So what do you do if you have a partner who's anxiously attached and -hmm. they're trying to be controlling and you're feeling shut down and you feel you're, you're moving further away from them? Well, what you need to do is the first thing is recognize what's actually going on and notice that. And instead of resenting your partner for trying to limit you, you need to bring it to the open. You sit them down And you invite them to express everything that they're feeling. What's really behind this emotion of jealousy, of this need to control you to get their needs met. And you want to go into it naturally. We want to pull away from this. We feel ashamed of having these feelings of needing and wanting. But what they really need is your presence, your attention. And you just be there for them and you get them to express. You want to go deep in as far as you possibly can. The more you go in, Afterwards, you'll feel this sense of this anxiety dissipates because there's a feeling now of being met, of being seen and being loved. Probably their fear is that you will leave them. It's probably some kind of um, abandonment issue that they've had in the past. And you'll feel more connected and more loved and more trusting. And from that basis, That's that's really good. That's your solid gold of a relationship where you can be there with this person in the heart of their deepest emotions, the deeper their fire and still love them and still see them. Then, you know, you can really be together, really be connected. You're not afraid of expressing yourself. And that's a beautiful gift that you can give your partner in the relationship is to see them and love them no matter how they're feeling. And don't take it personally try not to take it personally when uh, they're feeling anxious
0: yeah that's i love that it's a beautiful point adam and it yeah i'm happy you brought that up and i really think because that also highlight what i wanted to kind of add is that again with these social beings and relationships are uh, The space is often where we get wounded, but they're also the space where we can get healed. And that's what's so incredible, that even though we have these different learned behaviors that we call attachment styles of coping, then they're not fixed, they're not indefinitely, and we can have different experiences that forms us in new ways. And we know that, and this is what is so wonderful in what you're describing, because it's a really healing process. And I think there's two ways to the healing if somebody is highly anxious one is to sit down and like you said have these beautiful open vulnerable conversations and also understanding that what your partner fundamentally need like you mentioned is safety they're afraid of being abandoned so instead of having a logical argument and say oh baby you know i just want to go out why won't you let me go out that's so silly i'm not doing anything i'm not flirting that's having a logical conversation You have to have an emotional conversation because it's emotional and somatically that they're afraid of being left. It's not a logical feeling. They might not even know why they have this sense. They just have it. And therefore, if you can go in instead, like you described beautifully, and have the emotional conversation or sit down with them and acknowledge their emotions of being seen and give them that reassurance and safety, you know, you will start quickly to see that they become less and less anxious and you could come up with different ways. So that could be if you're out and you know you know, your partner get really anxious, then maybe ask her, what do you need from me to, to feel more calm? Maybe that I come over and check in. Maybe if I speak to another woman that I introduce you, um, and just come up with things of how you might be able to soothe them that anxiety. And again, that means you become a team and it will bring you closer together. And what you'll find is as that anxiety is relieved a bit. The controlling behavior become less and less because it's not logical. It comes from that underlying emotional need of feeling safe, which they obviously haven't had. And uh, that, mm, that, Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, Anna.
1: go on. Well, I want to say that um, this as a man, this affects me as well. And I had a partner who was a stunningly beautiful uh, woman and she was um, a star hula hooping artist and she was just so gorgeous and she would go and perform and everyone would be in love with her, you know, and I would get jealous of seeing her on the front of stage and everyone looking at her. There was a bit where I would really appreciate that about her as well. And it made her more attractive to me that she was attracted to other people. But, I didn't really like the way she would flirt a little bit with other people. So what I wanted to say here, it's not always the case that it's the woman who's jealous of the man. It's quite often like men can feel jealousy as well. And of course, in same-sex relationships, this is totally normal as well. Jealousy is everywhere (laughs) and it's normal. And like you're saying, Tom, it's a beautiful signpost, like all these emotions to some deeper sense of healing, some some way to enrich our relationships
0: Absolutely. when handled correctly. Yeah, yeah that's right. And, and it's good you bring that up because you're right. Uh, it's a human experience. So we all feel jealousy. And yes, men just as much. And to some extent, uh, I think we even have a propensity to have it even more um So And also how we act on jealousy might be very different than women, but it's a really good point to bring up because you're right, we all experience this and absolutely, like I said earlier, I had an experience just recently of of low level, I would say low level of of jealousy, etc., and I think the second piece is because while we can do a lot to support our partner if they feel anxious and uncertain and worry losing us, we can certainly do some of the strategies you mentioned about having those conversations. Like I mentioned, finding out what they need in different circumstances. And also, I think there is a piece of element of them doing their own work to try and heal their own wounds. Because that could be, like you said, maybe they have been abandoned, um... By my parent, it could be different things that happen that causes anxiousness of being left. And I feel that, again, going to different sorts of therapy. For me, I loved having somatic therapy that worked with the body rather than talk therapy. But going to do some therapy on these wounds, if people know that they have them and are aware of that behavior, is also really good. Because as much as a partner can support, they are not supposed to be a therapist and having that dynamic also becomes unhealthy if one feels they have to constantly caretake and, like you said, can't really be themselves, and it becomes almost a stress factor. So it's a balance between understanding each other, having a map of each other, knowing how to support and reassure each other, and also if somebody's really anxious that they maybe go and do some therapy themselves to try and heal those wounds.
1: I mean, this is a big deal because the insecurity, which is behind jealousy, it can be this feeling of, I'm not good enough. I don't deserve this person. Someone else who's better is going to take them away from me. That can be a really deep-seated thing. And like you say, we don't want to get into situations where we're trying to be a therapist for our partner. That way, madness lies. That's not a healthy dynamic at all. And it's really good that you and your partner have Separ- some separate friends and some uh, separate deep relationships um, platonic ones where you can go and you can say everything that you're feeling and get it clear before you bring it to your partner sometimes because when it comes out in a higgledy-piggledy way it can cause problems we get mixed up and I want to come on to something else now which is when Uh, sometimes we can be jealous because our partner's flirting with other people and sometimes that can be a manipulation now I've been in a relationship where I've not been feeling very jealous of my partner and she got really upset (laughs) she's like why aren't you jealous of me hanging out with these guys and doing all this stuff I want you to be jealous I want you to want me and So she was doing it as a way to manipulate me to desire her more. And the thing is, I just totally loved her and desired her. And I felt so solid in my love for her. And she, I felt so solid that she loved me, that I didn't feel it was really a threat, you know? And it's interesting to, to look at again, is this part, is my partner trying to manipulate me? Is it? And again, is that, is that, a need is there a need behind that that's not being met? And what you can do as a partner is to be as clear as you can and notice these situations and bring it up like, oh, I noticed that um, you're spending a lot of time with these other people. Do you want to make me jealous? And um, is there something uh, you want to tell me? And um, just to be so loving and so present with your partner. To, to make them feel safe, to to bring the safety to our relationships. Like we say, this is the foundation of a good relationship.
0: And uh, you know what you just bring up now is really important because it's also about very often we get stuck at looking at behavior and couples start arguing over behavior. You did this, you did this, rather than looking at what is the need behind that behavior, which is what we... Re- and you are just highlighting that perfectly here because you just said that she was trying to make you jealous, but when she actually expressed, it become quite clear that her need was to feel wanted, right? That's what she actually felt she needed and that she wasn't getting. And this is wonderful because now we can, instead of start having an argument and saying, oh, you do this or you're trying to make me jealous and that's wrong. And again, trying to blame or categorize people, we can just say, okay, that's wonderful. This is now, we brought it out in the open and we now have clarity that you have a need to feel wanted. How can I make you feel wanted? And then having that discussion, you can start giving your partner that need. And then, you know, that behavior of her trying to make you jealous will probably very likely go away because that was just a behavior to try that she thought was the best strategy to obtain a need that she had. And this is where this really brings us, to the whole territory we spoke a little bit about on a lot of postcards with the pleaser syndrome of how to tap into our actual needs and our needs of our partners and how to express them, right? When people struggle to express them, then they often come out in these more destructive behaviors that create fractions and conflicts and relationships, like somebody trying to make the other jealous, trying to manipulate instead of being vulnerable And clear about what their needs are Um, so that was wonderful that you guys could at least get to a point of clarity so really always try not focus too much on the behavior but sit down with your partner and or yourself and reflect on what is actually the need behind this behavior that I'm doing or that you know he or she is doing and how can we then try to give them that need so we don't have to have destructive behaviors but instead can really nurture each other
1: yeah exactly tom that's really beautiful tom i love what you've just been talking about and i think this is really typical that men tend to try and find logical and practical solutions talking about things that have happened and the logic of them and women tend to be more emotional and their needs are not met by logical discussion and i've had so many arguments like this and it's been really frustrating before i really understood that what I need to do in that situation is just to be present and to be listen, uh, to be listening and to meet the emotion of what's going on with this beautiful presence instead of logically talking about. But you said you wanted this and now you want that. And I don't understand. And what is it that you do want? And uh, have you ever experienced that in your relationships?
0: Oh, we all have, haven't we? And we all went down that pitfall and made those mistakes. And I did that for years. And this is where this is like the pinnacle of Conflict cycles that keep turning around and round and round is the fact that and even though I think you know both men and women have these emotional needs and and we are all logical you 're right, men probably have more of a tendency to try and go in and and solve everything through logic and feel we have to find that solution and we 'll discuss the logical circumstances of what happened, and this is a never ending cycle where you keep debating the surface of the action of what happened without actually ever getting to why it happened and what the underlying need is and how to fulfill that. So the whole problem will go away pretty much for good. And instead we get stuck in this logical debate, you did this, this, no, you did this. And again, even remember that our memory is actually, especially when we are highly stressed, is really, really poor. So it's quite important that often we, we start debating, no, this happened, or no, you did this, that both of you, We'll have a compromised memory of events, and you won't be aware of this because we think our memory is correct, but we all, when we are highly stressed, don't remember things that precisely. And also just having this debate, even if you end up having your partner agreeing with you, you still didn't got to the underlying need, so the same behavior will come again, so you got nowhere, and we'll have the same debate tomorrow or the week after. And instead, you're right, If we just have to recognize that when we are stressed, when we do these behaviors to launch out, to feel safe or wanted or whatever that need is, that we are not in a logical place. So engaging the logical brain is pointless, utter pointless. Always remember whether you're having an argument or or some of these things we're talking about, you're having an emotional conversation. So focus on what the other person is feeling And what the need is behind that feeling and that's how to get to the grid and and have connection instead of disconnect and breaking conflict instead of enhancing conflict. And it's not even that difficult to do. It's simply sitting down and not talking about necessarily the logical reasoning of events and what happened and who was right and blah 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 but instead sitting down and saying you know i have the feeling that maybe you have a need for x is that correct or what is it really you're feeling in your body what is it you know what are you sensing yeah and encouraging
1: if can... them to really express themselves and some and not even trying to find a solution sometimes but just being present because deep down we really want to do is be seen and loved and that is fundamental to our happiness and our sense of belonging and our sense of being in a healthy relationship.
0: Yeah, and don't judge your partner because when you engage in this process it's really vulnerable for them to then actually reveal what's really going on rather than these because these behaviors the manipulation you talked about or trying to get jealousy is really because she's scared and she's afraid of being vulnerable and actually express what it is she needs so instead of expressing she does a coping strategy which is trying to manipulate getting the need that she want right because she's too afraid of being vulnerable so remember when you actually do get your partner to be vulnerable and open up in this way to you. It's so important you do not shame or judge them. What you need to do is meet them with acceptance, because that will encourage them to be vulnerable in the future and express their needs rather than use different manipulative strategies to get those needs met. Um, and shaming is the one way you can be sure your partner will shut down and not reveal, you know, their emotions and needs to you again in a clear, open way. So absolutely critical that once your partner oh and again you can again say the same if you start revealing this say this is quite vulnerable for me and it's quite important for me to not feel judged and like you said we want to feel seen accepted that's where the healing happens that's where connection happens so that can even be expressed so i would always say never ever ever judge or shame or categorize your partner when they actually express themselves openly
1: and it's interesting because the secret to all of this is about really being present with what's going on in you and explaining, like, like you say, oh, I notice that I have this feeling in my chest and it feels really heavy. Or I notice that I have this fear that uh, you're going to go and I'm going to be left by myself. And, um, and I feel heavy and by always by speaking the truth of how we're feeling, it dissipates, it takes the power and energy of that away. It's when we keep it inside that it can really build up and eat away at us and be like some, Heavy chains that we're trying to drag through life. And a relationship where you can express yourself, where you can be vulnerable, also opens up the chance to dance and be more joyful with each other. And it's so alive and so rich and so wonderful.
0: Yeah, and you know, this is part of the beauty because I also love science. And even what you're saying now, talking about it in an open, vulnerable way, they found actually take away the intensity of the emotion um, and this is yeah, it's just such a beautiful space to be able to engage in together, and and experience that connection that happens in that space. Um, yeah, and also just this point, I think we said a few times, I'm just accepting all emotions for being just that, emotions and sensations. And I think when I first heard somebody tell me, you know, what we're talking about now, sit down and talk about how does it feel in your body, I thought, what a lot of nonsense, because I was so disconnected. From you know my body, from my emotions, that it just didn't make sense, I couldn't feel anything, and you know, have patience, just take practice, and it's a practice that you could start doing with your friends, with your partner, and eventually, you know even more so for a lot of men who have had no touch with a lot of their different emotions except for anger and sensations, to be able to start practicing this will give you this beautiful self awareness where rather than going into all the drama, you can quickly tap in to what 's going on, and I can really quickly when when I feel a bit triggered now, I can sense in my body, and if that's jealousy i 'll sense in my body a certain tension and i know can then recognize emotion and I can then express that, and I also know probably what the cause might have been of me feeling that and why it's so enhanced because remember that if you feel something extremely strongly and it feel almost excessive to what 's going on, so maybe you know if you see your partner talk to somebody um You know, you're in love with your man or your woman and you see them talk to somebody and you get jealous and you feel this really, really strongly. Remember that any strong excessive emotions is not about what's happening in the moment. It's always a sign that there's an old wound that is triggering this sensation and emotion to be that excessive. There's an old hurt. So it's not, and it's easy to get caught up in, oh, you did this and take that whole past story and put on the current relationship what's happening right now, which makes it so destructive. So having this awareness and being able to reflect and say, oh, I'm feeling really fucking jealous, but I know it's not really my partner is not doing anything except talking, but it's still painful. And you can express that because that way your partner also don't have to feel that they're doing something wrong which they're not they're just talking to another human being but they can still acknowledge your experience of feeling this pain because of x y and z that might have happened to you you know earlier in life
1: that's right sometimes it's nice to see your partner if we're in a very long-term relationship we can take them really for granted and they stop seeing so sexy and so attractive and actually, if you see them out in the world doing their thing, being amazing, and you see that other people like them and feel a little bit attracted to them, that can help bring your attractiveness back for them as well. Your appreciation of them.
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And I think again, it's finding this balance, isn't it? Because yeah, that, and again, I think in regards to, I think Esther Perel obviously talks a lot about this: how to call, you know, keep passion alive in relationship and she said there needs to be a gap to bridge basically for passion to thrive Um, that when we get too close then there isn't that space anymore to bridge and I think part of what she talks about as well is one of the solutions she says is seeing your partner in a social setting because that reminds you of different qualities that you might even have forgotten and haven't seen for a while and their attractiveness Um, and I think again while doing this it's just important to remember you know, again, how your partner is. Because somebody who is very securely attached, this might totally be spicing up things and, and can work really, really well. But again, remember, if you are with someone really anxious, and just do it in, in moderation and within a, what I call the point of tolerance. Because there's a point where it is exciting and attractive and there's a point where the stress factor adrenaline become too high and it actually becomes a turn off because they become scared if that makes sense so it's really about knowing your partner as well how much you know to push this and where it's attractive and when it becomes a turn off
1: yeah so tom i just want to talk about one last thing and this is if you're in a relationship where you're feeling jealous the whole time and you're really worried your partner's going to leave you and they're flirting with other people. And if you feel like you have to fight every day to keep your partner with you, maybe it's not a relationship for you to stay in. You know, if your relationship is based on this stress and anxiety and this fear all the time, if you don't feel this deeper trust and love from your partner, maybe the best thing is actually just to let them go. And to be with someone else who really does love you and does appreciate you and does want to be with you. And I've said this to girlfriends in the past, you know, when they've been flirting a bit with other guys or when I haven't been jealous of them uh, talking to other guys. Why aren't you jealous? Well, if you really want to be with someone else, if you're really destined to be with someone else, then I think you're going to be with someone else. And I don't want to be in a relationship where I have to fight and make you want to stay with me. I don't want to make you want to stay with me. You know, either you do because you love me and you want to be with me or you don't. But I don't want to fight for this every single day. And that's an interesting dynamic to look at.
0: Yeah, it really is. So that's a good one to bring up. And I feel, I can say for me, of course, because this is individual for people to make their own choice, what they think is is what they want to tolerate and what they want and, and what has value to them. But I do want to say that, I think for me personally, it's very much about is my partner willing to sit down and listen to my needs and listen to them and engage with them and that we can try and do this healing together in a vulnerable way. If they're not, if they're completely shut off to both look at how their behavior impact me or listen to my needs, then you're right, it can become a very toxic An unhealthy relationship that both is very draining but also actually makes somebody who might be slightly anxious far more anxious it can really enhance that anxious attachment style Um, so if they're not willing in any way to listen to the needs or engage at all then i think it's very very toxic and personally i would then absolutely get out. But if I have someone who's willing to engage and listen and and then I can be a lot of healing even in being in that pain and then I would look at, okay, what is it that's making me feel so jealous and maybe I need to go do some healing I may be together with my partner who is obviously willing to listen and try and accommodate some of my needs we can heal this together so I don't have to feel anxious because again just jumping to another partner is not necessarily going to change that if it's me who have a fundamental constant fear of being abandoned right then I will probably feel the same with the next person so for me the keystone is should I stay or should I go is whether my partner is willing to engage and listen to your needs, and try and see how they can accommodate to create safety for you. If they are trying to do that, then, you know, I think it's good to try and stay and work on a relationship, because just leaving, you'll probably just take the same problems with you to the next relationship
1: well, you're you're right. And quite often we attract people that fit our little uh, attachment patterns, don't we, that, that stimulate them. So you might just move from one person who's not so committed to another person. And that's a really great way to discern, you know, is this person willing to sit down and talk with me openly? Can we be vulnerable together? Can we be truthful? Can we cultivate that trust and openness? And that's, maybe that's where we should end it for today, Tom. And uh, I'm excited to do another podcast going further into these topics with you.
0: Yeah, thank you, Adam, for for being here and co-hosting with me. And thank you to all the listeners. I hope that you got some juicy content out of this topic, Jealousy. So we will bring you another podcast in another two weeks on another topic. So stay tuned and we'll see you all soon. I hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to this channel and come back for our new weekly podcast. Also leave a review to keep the positive energy going that really keeps me motivated to make more of these podcasts. If you want to learn the key skills to a safe, intimate and passionate relationship, then head over to suncensa.com and join the free one-hour webinar. The link is in the description. You'll learn the four reasons that relationships break down. The how your attachment style may fuel conflict with your partner and how to break that cycle, why people cheat and the one tip that can prevent it, the simple three-step formula to lasting love. So thank you for joining us today and I look forward to seeing you next week for another podcast.